0: Hello, hello to everyone joining us. We'll get this. We'll we'll kick this off in uh, just a minute. We're li- do it. We I am testing starting the stream a few minutes early so that we can get all of our tech stuff in order and everything sounds fine. And then we actually start answering questions. And all my tech stuff imploded yeah. before we started
1: streaming, and I felt like I was going crazy.
0: But everything's fine. Everything's going great now.
1: Is the video frame like? Is the visual for it slightly stretched?
0: Please, dear you- <laughs> <It, it>, God. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to like.
1: Is. It's it's not that's not what a D twenty perfectly looks like. It's a little bit more wide, you know, and that looks like all the background sparkles are just a little bit what. The graphics never looked at it closely enough.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think the graphic that you're seeing is perhaps like a little wider because of the way that it is being taken from Streamlabs into YouTube. But it is our logo does not have a perfectly. made d20 on it because i made this an illustrator and <laughs> i hand drew these shapes so if they are not exactly uh mathematically perfect on,
1: i'm gonna look at how it looks on Very the uh, uh, on the podcast d20.
2: that's why it's well, okay. And, no, right.
1: it's so, slightly it's slightly to... fatter it's slightly bigger on the yeah, oh, yeah right. The... the
3: icosahedron gained a couple of pounds you don't have to point it out or anything <laughs> yeah, i'm sorry
4: be nice
0: we're I rolling am. with difficulty it's a hard <laughs> die to roll <laughs>
5: All of the VOD people who are coming in and they'll have to sit through five (laughs) minutes of talking about whether our D twenty is too fat before we answer (laughs) questions. D
0: twenty is too dumb. I was just asking. Yeah,
4: get out while you can.
0: We'll we'll kick this thing off. We're close enough here. I think it's fine. Um, Hello, welcome to the Rolling with Difficulty Q and A. We're in the middle of our final season of the Paraspora campaign. Uh, We are so, so excited to be here. Uh, We got the whole cast together. We're going to answer you guys' questions, both in chat and from our email about the game so far, and if you stick around till the end, we just might have a little bit of fun and secret info about the next campaign. Ooh, teasers. Ooh. So um, just the warning at the top of the show, we will be, it is fair game for anything that has come out so far. So if you are not up to date and you care about spoilers, this is your official warning that if it, if you have not listened to season five, episode five, we very well will probably talk about it. So now is your chance to tune out and listen in later. Um, But in the meantime, I think it's uh, best to to jump on in. So we're going to start with a question from the email, but do feel free to start dropping those questions in chat. Um, Mm -hmm. Hi, Rolling With Difficulty crew. I have a question for Wally. What are Voss's eating habits and or his worst food crimes? And what would Finbar think about them?
3: Oh, God. crimes!
0: Food crimes. Tell us about the food crimes.
4: Okay, so in terms of recently... Since joining the crew, he just eats the food Finbar has left for him. So he's not—he's not particularly picky. He'll eat anything you put in front of him. Um, in terms of the stuff that he ate growing up, I imagine it's just typical military rations. So he's not—he's not a foodie. hes he does not—he's not very particular with the kind of food that he eats, as long as uh, it's sustenance. Uh, he's not—he's not really all that picky. He's so, just been yeah.
3: living on MREs for. Yep. <laughs> How old is Voss? Actually, I don't actually know this.
4: I, uh, I think I put him in his late twenties, early thirties. Um, I been... have to, I have to check his character sheet because it, it's tough to, it's tough to say. MREs for thirty years. That's all. Yeah, yeah, basically.
1: We gotta get him and Finbar in the same room together.
4: (laughs) Don't, don't do that to me. I can't, can't (laughs) switch between the two of them.
2: It's like the uh, old
1: Adam West, Bruce Wayne, and Batman on the same phone call with Commissioner Gordon, Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: I don't know how Austin plays multiple characters uh, all at once. Often I just do it badly. That's kind of my secret. It was very funny
1: hearing you lose the Voss accent. I guess, I mean, uh, we can't discuss this, but it was very funny hearing that briefly happen.
4: <laughs> like uh, a, yeah. a thing. I checked the character sheet. He's thirty. Yay! Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's a thing in voice acting. I think it's called an anchor phrase, where you have like one yeah. line yeah. that you say to get in character. Uh, and I like that with Voss. It's all right. <laughs> it <laughs> Every is. time, that's always how you start it.
4: Yeah. My my two biggest is preferences that? is um who's the voice actor for there's a character for the game Apex Legends Fuse, um big inspiration for where I get. Where I do my, the Australian accent from, um, only because past two years I've played too much of that game. Uh, <laughs> ben Prendergast. Awesome. Yes. Oh, oh. Hmm. there we go.
5: He's in that's a whole bunch of funny team. That name's fun
1: fun. familiar. What do I know him from?
5: Uh, he our was... friend also played oh, a character with, with an Australian accent, right? And his thing was, um, what did he say, right? Uh, it wasn't all right. He'd be like, "Oh, right then." He would always start with "right then" when he was coming. "Right then," when he was coming in with the with wow. the accent. Ah, uh, that's good. Um, wow. He would. He would always start with that. So You need
1: that right sound. Right, right, right. He was oh my god, there's so many questions. You. Yep. Oh, so he was we're gonna in God of War Ragnarok. We're gonna yeah, jump yeah, to yeah. another
0: question because I feel like we could do this one forever with all of us doing progressively worse <laughs> and worse Australian accents. So uh, right. Davriel right. Kane in the chat asks, uh, "How would you guys have played things differently if Rolling with Difficulty was a home game rather than an actual play?"
5: Ooh, that's oh. a really good question.
0: Yeah
1: i go off on many more tangents in home games i feel no guilt about mm-hmm. it
0: that's i feel like the the, the <laughs> uh, secret is that our podcast is so very specifically attempting to be an adventure an episode and a home game i don't know that we would have that same limitation necessarily i think there might be more that's shopping exactly built it. in yeah, probably be
5: well, more meandering the, there would be some more meandering but i think in general the adventures would just take longer so like mm-hmm. Otto's mm-hmm. job for you guys was a one session thing right like you guys went to um Hades and fought your way to the front line like I could imagine that being uh, a couple sessions of right having to like make your way through the front lines you know World War one uh, tr- like getting up on the trench into no man's land style several times
2: to make your way
5: where you were going yeah exactly it could yeah it could, exactly could have been as I haven't seen that movie but yes it could have been 1917 um and that could have been like two or three sessions. Uh, but it wasn't, because that's not how we played the game. But looking back, there are definitely several things that I would have loved to be longer. The Beastlands. You guys were in Ooh. the Beastlands chasing, um, at least for, like, one session. And like, I would have loved to spend forever in the Beastlands
4: running around <laughs> and, like, get to see a bunch of stuff there. Uh, so that's how it would have been different. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have hijacked the table so many times. Oh, yeah. There was a moment where a boss could have very easily stolen the ship. <laughs> um, and oh, I'll that's tell you right. guys, I'll tell you that's guys right. right now, if it was a home game, I would have 200 on that. I would have just straight up that done been... that. I kind of hoped
5: you would do it too. It would have been oh, that would have been so funny. Oh, like that was their oh god, what well, that that was that was gonna be like their darkest moment too. That was the end of season mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know if there's a way out of that where Boss doesn't end up like. <laughs> Murdered other. Yeah. Well, of the I party. told Wally's well, third Wally I character. I was Kiden. like,
5: Voss. <laughs> I was like, you turn Voss back over to me, and he's a bad guy NPC. Yep. Once you do yep. that, and like, Dillion that's too. You yeah, that's exactly. So sick, uh, mm-hmm. but yes. Uh if Danny reses someone could that person turn blue? Yes. Yes, Next absolutely.
0: Point. That kind of happened to Cressida a little bit. I think the thing I described for her having a bluish sheen to her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah It's yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. tell
1: with drow because they're kind of black and white yeah. most of the time, but yeah. I think yeah, rather than them purple, being
0: fully but... blue, it's more of just like a it's like adding a desaturated layer or like a, a wash on top of them basically. So then just like a Dude, hint you of blue multiply layered.
1: Yeah, yeah. would it's not I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they just have a hue, uh, color, layer, blend mode in Clip Studio Paint now, so you could just blue uh-huh. shifter.
2: Uh,
0: there you n- go. Nebulaeus in chat asks, who's everyone's favorite character, excluding their own player characters? So favorite NPC or other player characters, whether it's our guests or ourselves or in uh, an NPC.
2: Hmm. I Athos. do like David.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's so fun. This is pretty tight.
3: You- I, I did like Casimir. Virila doesn't like Casimir, but I like Casimir a lot. Casmir is a pretty good one. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. I want to shout
0: curious. out Roy, but I also made Roy, so I feel bad <laughs> <Yeah>. being like <laughs> my a, favorite a, NPC is my okay. best yeah. boy.
3: <laughs> and all
5: right, like all right. I could, maybe I I'll because like, I was gonna say I, I, if. I, all mine are the NPCs, and I feel bad picking one of your guys's. Okay, I'll um, pick Davian, so because you Roy.
0: made Davian, and you can pick Roy. <laughs> I no no no.
5: no, 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 I'll yeah, choose one of us. <laughs> well, it just feels like cheating at the question. They were like, not your question. Uh, <laughs> so I, I feel, uh, yeah, maybe Roy. Athos those two, because that's my friend Kyle's character. I didn't make him up, so. Yeah. Uh,
0: Noir, could you drop an announcement that the stream is happening into the Discord? I realized that I tweeted it and Blue oh. sky it and did not uh, post it there. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Oh, dang. I mean, Blue sky uh, it? Man,
0: both did. people are gonna
2: see
0: it <laughs> hey all the love to our blue sky audience we ran into uh, a listener from who specifically said at oh, pax unplugged yes. we saw hey, your post yeah, yeah. on blue yeah, sky so you know what that's absolutely lovely. You know what? True, yep. absolutely wonderful audience on <laughs> there love you guys i hope you're listening <laughs> it was really great to meet. Uh, one of the best part this is not a question we got but pax unplugged was extremely fun and i, I can't wait to go again next year because uh, it was so so tight um, but <laughs> Questions from chat: Is Daviani ever going to happen? Who knows? Mystery is about.
2: <laughs> well, uh, how would your character know that? Oh yes, yeah. it's a yeah. it's a
0: mystery yet unsolved. Um, you get a glimpse of a weird happy future, and you're like, eh. <laughs> in my when mind, we like in the even in a world maze. where like, even in a world where everything ends perfectly and everyone like adventures forever, or whatever, like, I don't know that Danny and Davian is ever going to be like an if you know like a big end of movie thing. I in my mind, it's just constant negging for the next like 20 years as they encounter each other in their own jobs you know like they'll just run into each other at the docks and like immediately a cat fight breaks out and that's just that just continues forever
1: i think the funniest possibility is if we do like a 20 years later adventure that's exactly the (laughs) dynamic except it also turns out that you guys were married for like five years
3: i was gonna say like if we if we ever revisit these characters for a one shot i i thought the direction you were gonna go to is like we cut back to danny and it's just She's had a string of shameful one night stands. (laughs) I've been on record as
0: saying my favorite dynamic to play in D and D is recently divorced. So that would
1: feed into it. That's pretty good. Yes. Yes. It's all coming together. (laughs) Everything's coming together. If we ever bring everyone back for like a level 21 shot.
0: This is another question from chat for Austin uh, from Emma. Have any other pieces of sci-fi or fantasy media inspired this campaign?
5: Oh, of any uh, well we talk a lot about the original ones um one that there's oh my goodness victoria might hear me mention this and then text me the original conceit about where kiana comes from came from a book victoria had read and i was spit i was like pulling my hair out i was like i because um red and i talked and she was like uh I have a monk she runs away from monastery it's like mm-hmm. cool that monastery needs to be up to the worst thing imaginable what are <laughs> they doing and i was like i was pulling my hair out and then she pitched this thing and the pitch lined up with like as soon as she said it i thought of mind flayers and i was like that's fantastic uh mm-hmm. I, I have to do that so i believe there was a sci-fi book that inspired that i will also say uh the final architecture series by adrian tchaikovsky um the first one is I keep turning my head to look at it behind me uh shards of earth which i think i actually read um because it was recommended on twitter by tim hello future me Hell
2: yeah.
5: uh, he recommended that and i read that and that is um an inspiration a little bit for there's not the main bad guys but like if you read this you'll go oh yeah i can see how someone would read this and then like great the campaign that austin has been making uh there's definitely from from some naming conventions to some like large plot stuff um i think like i feel like i drew a lot of inspiration from it like little ideas mm-hmm. that, that come through so I'd, I'd say that that is yeah th- that's probably the best answers i can give
1: which is honestly a huge relief, because when I ran away from that monastery, I was thinking it was a little more like Ang situation, where it's like, hopefully <laughs> I didn't just screw over the entire world, I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, I, no, I was like, do... these are
5: the worst people. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be like magical destiny main character syndrome me, but I would kind of like to have just said, eh, this isn't for me, and fucked off regardless of consequences.
3: that <laughs> yeah. really funny.
0: Yeah. Um, we got more questions to get to. This one comes from the email. Uh, what is the brief explanation for Finbar being a part of the crew of the Paraspora? Upon listening back, I'm not sure we got an in-depth explanation. I don't know if we ever like explicitly said how Finbar joined the crew because obviously we found Kiana, and uh, yeah. Danny sort of found Virla, and in that way we are the found three people. And then also Finbar was there. How did we find Finbar? Finbar?
4: I think uh, I Finbar believe... found us, right? Yeah, yes, I think he was like he properly was hired. assigned to the the searing tongue. Uh, has. Yeah. The Whipped Crown was the primary, um, what, what's the spelljammer that mm-hmm. they sent out in order to get ingredients. They were uh, looking for other spelljammers to bring into the fold in order to have, you know, more, a larger region out in the Planescape. Uh, they heard about uh, the Paraspora needed, um, they, they got in contact with Otto and they assigned Fimbar to Otto and Otto put him on the Paraspora, uh, essentially. So it was, it was yeah. a job. Initially for him.
5: Yeah. He's yeah, the Otto only one like who was properly fired. <laughs> yeah. Otto got like a small sti- they they're you
3: basically they they sent hooks out shit He got paid, not Finbar? <laughs> uh
5: yeah, to have someone to use his ship. So uh yep. Otto <sighs> got a small stipend uh small stipend basically, just oh to have someone God. on the ship. Because the um, sorry, the searing tongue was like, so yeah, it's going saying... to have people out there discovering new things.
0: So you're saying <laughs> there's a word world where Danny as the new captain of the Peraspera could hire Nell, and we could just have her on the ship all the time.
5: Yeah. Uh, ne- and don't Bill is technically a chef. I think, uh, think uh, Nell uh, is we just need people, an administrator. We lose
0: so much paperwork. We would love an administrator. This... That would be such a useful function.
3: <laughs> what's, what's his name? What's his name? The the, the crystal guy? Like, Wilmar? Will- Wilmit? Oh, Wilmot? Wilmot. Wilmot,
4: Wilmot. <laughs> <laughs> not the depressed crystal.
5: Monster. You want, yeah. you want, yeah. you want yeah. another <laughs>
4: sad robot on the ship. Is that what It'd be great.
1: But also, just like, a, you know, if we Big, shiny
4: Eeyore? Yeah.
1: If we yeah. get Nell, she's just going to be relegated to the basement with the other weird little dudes we don't want to imperil in <laughs> combat. <laughs>
0: oh, but Nell's so much more than a
1: weird
4: little dude. I can imagine, like, after every mission, we need to, like, catalog us the loot that we have. We go straight to Nell, and we just dump a whole bunch of hey, stuff Nels. on the desk. She's just like, all
1: right. <laughs> Here's my latest goop collection.
4: collection.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that reminds me. Uh, my dad was listening through Rolling with Difficulty, and he was uh, he was like, the fight with Vlokith is very interesting, but I can't believe you put on her armor without... Like checking to see if it was cursed. The idea that you would just take a lich's equipment without oh. thinking it was some way oh. horribly cursed is. Your answered. dad
4: does not know me. I do not care. <laughs> I will. I don't care if the items. I cursed, think my dad was better. more
1: impressed that Austin didn't make it horribly cursed.
5: <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's honestly... still very. Yeah. Uh huh no there's it's not cursed um not i can't because like... ima- I- i'm sure there could have been something but you have to imagine that she didn't think she was gonna like she was very confident she wasn't gonna die <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> uh, not- so she's not that worried the armor's not that powerful um and like i'm not sure what curse she would put on it that would affect someone else and not her i'm sure i could come up with something but
2: mm-hmm.
5: i it, it did also didn't want you guys to if there was a curse on it what you could just cast, remove curse, and remove it. This is part of the problem with five E. Um, is that that's very low stakes. So it could create something higher stakes, right? She could have a very mm-hmm. powerful curse that requires something. But now mm-hmm. we're on a side plot in the final ten episodes, and uh, ah, I mm-hmm. didn't. You know, it's it just doesn't work out. Uh, I will say, I don't know if I ever mentioned this. The whip Finbar had attuned to oh, that was yeah. in his arm. Uh, that was one hundred percent cursed beyond the <laughs> you need a remove curse to remove it. Uh, if you have are attuned to that and you make any saving throws against mind abilities, you have disadvantage.
2: Oh. Yeah. What? Uh,
5: yeah, I don't think I he ever still has that. it, right? Uh, uh, no. He, he unattuned from it, and he Finmar uh, left before. Um, before you guys went back to the mind flayers, so it didn't, yeah. it didn't gotcha. end up mattering. But oh. uh, yeah, because it was it was in a monk. They give it to a monk, and it was a weapon for the monk. But it was also a way to control them if they ever turned on the uh, mind flayers. Hmm. It was it, it was a weapon for them to use, and it was also um uh, a debuff against the mind flayers in case they ever revolted for whatever reason.
0: Interesting. We got more questions to get to. Uh, this yeah. one is Danny said that in Brass, people are set on fire as a funeral tradition. Was that influenced by the way she cast Revivify? Um, I the thing about people in Brass setting themselves on fire or setting others on fire as a funeral tradition was sort of a thing I just pulled out of my ass when uh, we did uh, <laughs> Egan's death at the end of season, in season one, and so I was like, ah. Uh, I guess this will be a thing I call back to forever. So it's a little less that Revivify influenced it and more existing flavor text influenced the way that I described Revivify for Danny, which also felt the most appropriate uh, variant of fire person sets someone on fire, like uh, Phoenix from the Ashes style. It just seemed like it would be a a cool visual for a spell I didn't really anticipate casting uh, ever, if all that often. Yeah. All right.
5: Someone mentioning you guys could... uh... Uh, Hire a la carte. <laughs> oh my right.
0: god, you're right. <laughs>
5: I knew do, there was another oh, yeah.
3: We have not seen as, them in forever. I want NPC, a la carte go. Go. back.
1: A la carte Give better be the me.
3: fucking head of the searing tongue <laughs> the next time you come back. Yep. More, those, yeah. peanut 20, yes. those, those peanut butter crackers are the best. Those peanut butter crackers were legendary.
0: Uh, another <laughs> question from chat uh, Would Kiana have an advantage on rock, paper, scissors? She could play with, by herself without anyone else needing <laughs> to be there.
1: Bold of you to assume I would be so uh, ignoble as to cheat at rock, paper, scissors (laughs) rather than simply committing to one thing with all four arms.
5: (laughs) Uh, Danny wins every time because Danny casts gun. Yeah. Uh...
0: (sighs) Man. All right. Uh, This next question from chat. Question for Austin. How do you find out all the lore you have for gods, monsters, and the planescape? It's so detailed. And even online, I can't find everything that you have.
5: Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, a couple of people have asked me this and, uh, run re- down real quick. Um, the there's just the, the wiki. I troll, I troll through those ads endlessly endlessly. Um, I have, I bought digitally on DMs Guild. There's a lot of good sources on DMs Guild, a lot of good creators there. So I always recommend going there because, uh, it is, you know, it's a platform created by WotC. So you get to use some of their stuff. Uh, in in exchange for them getting a a cut of the fee, but there's a lot of people putting good stuff out on there. Um, I have some of the original Planescape stuff in PDF from there, and then I buy... Oh my goodness, I always forget the name of this. Uh, I'll look it up real quick, but there's a series um, of stuff about the different planes, and there's a different... uh, There's a different one document for every single plane that's... uh, Codex of the Infinite Planes is the series, and there's one for every plane, and it's great. Um... Uh, uh, it's great. It's got tons of information. It's got lore. It's got encounters and oh. monsters, and sometimes even player options. It's great. High cheese puff.
0: <laughs> oh, an attendee of your You're one camp. of two
5: people, and whichever one you are, you definitely should be on here.
0: <laughs> oh. uh...
2: <laughs>
0: well, hello all
5: the same. All right, please go on. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, we have more questions for you, Austin. Uh, do the guest episodes have their adventure of the day influenced by the guest, or do you have something in mind for them to build a character concept around?
5: Oh, so we've only done the two, uh, and it was different both times. Uh, when we had Blue on, I knew that you guys were going to kind of be in a uh, kind of like it was still very episod- episodic back then. And I knew that we'd have time to fit something in, so I talked to Blue about what he wanted to do, and we crafted the adventure together, uh, and yeah that's how that happened and then when we had Dom on you guys were very bye Uh, when we had (laughs) Dom on you guys were very much you guys were very much um, embroiled in the middle of a plot and so I said they're going to be here doing this thing what character do you want them to meet and his first pitch was actually sorry to blow up your spot Tom Uh, his very first pitch was I'd love to play like a warforged with amnesia and I said uh (laughs) Huh. <laughs> well, yes. I already got one of those. Well, he's actually what he said was, I've listened to a few episodes, and then he said, I'd love to play Warforged with Amnesia. And I was like, alright, well, we do have one of those, so... I'm not going to tell you no, but I'd strongly ask you to reconsider.
3: I'd like to think that you explained the premise of the episode so well, that... <laughs> he made a character that would perfectly fit within the plot because that's that's why they were
5: there yeah but yeah (laughs) and that and so we brought him in and he got to be in two episodes which is awesome uh and then that was the time that i said i can't ever do this again this is so hard to incorporate an NPC into an existing plot um and having five players completely throws out how long i expect things to take so
0: Yes, that's the now secret background reason why we tend to do more guests yeah. on the one-shots now as opposed to the main campaign. It's not that we don't love mm-hmm. our guest it's players shame, very dearly, but... Uh, but it is a logistical, a, a little bit trickier. Not to say we will never do a guest one uh, guest in the middle of a regular season again, but it, expect them more frequently in the one-shots uh, as it were. Yeah, well said. Um, All right, another question we got here... Uh, have you played any editions of D&D other than 5e? And if so, which is your favorite? I think both Red and I <laughs> have played
2: 3.5.
1: Yes. <laughs> 3.5 is my favorite. I, I had the 4e source books when they first came out, uh, but they were so kind of blandly weird. Cause it's kind of like a middle ground between 3.5 and 5e and 3.5 is buck wild yeah. and has no game balance. Uh, 5e is significantly more balanced, but also significantly more toned down. 4th mm-hmm. edition, it kind of felt like they were trying to make it feel like a video game. Um, yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah well, was, it was the one that was intended for, for VTT, a multi. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was It was supposed to have the VTT. Uh, interesting story behind that. Go Google it. Huh.
1: Um, but it also uh, did I... this weird thing where it kind of made the monster manual significantly more oddly samey, where, like... Previously, I
5: disagree with that. I have the monster manual back here for 4th edition, actually. Oh, it's on
1: well, my other it, shelf. When I, oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, when I say samey, uh, I'm going to need to pick up my iPad in a second. Uh, what I mean is that it made it so that everything was a thing that the players could go fight and kill, uh, mm. including things like angels, which in previous edition it was like these are right, celestials. Yeah. They mm. have specific alignments. You're probably not going to be fighting them, but they have a stat block. Whereas in. In 4th edition, they were kind of like jumping through hoops to make it so that absolutely everything that wasn't a player character was a potential antagonist that the players were going to be expected to fight, uh, which was just an odd kind of flattening of the feeling of the Monster Manual. Rather than like a bestiary, it's like uh, just a, a list of things that the players might punch.
5: That that, that makes sense. Uh, I do So to answer the question, I've only played 5e. I've watched a, a good deal of 4e, though. I've watched a whole campaign of 4e online, uh, a stream of it. And I actually really find it interesting. I totally see what you say though, Red. That is true. Um, Mm -hmm. The mod fifth edition, I don't know in the 3.5 source books, um, (laughs) but from what I understand 3.5 and 5e, because 5e is a response to 4e failing terribly, right? Yeah. It goes way far back towards 3.5. So Mm. both of those monster manuals are very much like they're written by people in the world. Uh, now, Five E does still have stats and is like, yeah, here's a unicorn in case you'd, in case you'd ever fight a unicorn. Now it only yeah. does nice, good right. things, uh, <laughs> so it's not really a useful stat block. But uh, I, I do, I do agree with you there. Um, I would love to play Forty at some point because you're right, it is video gamey. But that's because they throw out a lot of the assumptions, like wizards being far more powerful than marshals, for example. They throw that out and they just give people uh, at will powers, encounter powers, and daily powers. So depending on how strong a thing is, you can do it either every turn. And if you do, it does some cool thing. It's not just attack, right? You can do an attack that does a cool thing every turn. Or you can use things that are like once per fight. This is the kind of thing that's powerful. But like after you catch a breather, you're good to do it again. Mm-hmm. And then the kind of thing you do once per day. And you kind of see that mimicked in like uh, things like cantrips and then things that recover on a short rest, things that recover on a long rest. But I think that 40 bounced balanced it a lot better. It was a lot less swingy and uh, i find that really interesting also it is totally different i can see why it's also not uh, less fun for people
1: yeah yeah Mm. what i do like about 3.5 is that uh they just kind of kept adding stuff to it Um, like every every few months there would be another uh because they had uh they had player's handbook obviously they had dungeon master's guide they also had player's handbook 2 uh where they had like more ideas uh, they started dropping in prestige classes, which is a thing that you could take after you had 10 levels in mm-hmm. um, some specific main class. Uh, which is kind of in 5e, the, the specification, like the subdivision that every class has, uh, like being an astral self monk or mm-hmm. being like a like a hexblade warlock. That was essentially yep. something that in 3.5 would have been relegated to a prestige class. Like if you hit level 10 in rogue, you can start taking levels in shadow dancer and just get some fucking crazy powers. Um they also kept rolling out new monster manuals. They had little unearthed Arcana books for mm-hmm. every main class, which would also include variants for that class, uh, which was always fun. I had like all of them, I think. And then <laughs> uh, they also had like just a book all about aberrations. It was called Lords of Madness, and it had all these things about mind flayers and aboleths and a bunch of other less interesting things, uh, including uh, pick that up. <laughs> you should, yeah, because uh, they had some interesting oh, stuff Lords about aboleths. Yeah, Lords of Madness, the Book of Aberrations. And okay. uh, it had this, I think it was 3.5. Oh, don't worry. Uh, well, it had this really interesting thing about Neothelid specifically that I mentioned, because uh, Magenta mentioned this to me. I hadn't read the Book of Aberrations very clearly. But in that one, a Neothelid is what happens when a Mind Flayer colony essentially experiences colony collapse. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the, the Elder Brain dies, and the Mind tadpoles are left unattended. And yeah. uh, they, yep. basically, they just start eating each other, and one of them grows huge. And they have an Let's int think. of 20, and they consider Mind to be an abomination. Uh, because essentially, Mind Flayers in this paradigm are a slave race created by Elder Brains out of a completely normal ass worm with psychic powers. Uh, and Neothelids are the natural state of what these tadpoles would Ooh. be if they are. It's not gonna be. Yeah, I they're.
5: That's, that's so exactly cool. it.
1: They're, they're they're hugely powerful, hugely intelligent. Uh, elder Brains can't detect them. Um,
5: PDF is free online, folks.
1: Yeah. Yes.
4: Oh, Lords of it. Badness, first thing that comes up. <laughs> I, I, I'm downloading it. I... Yeah, yeah, so that's, I'm all, that's all
1: secondhand. I can't speak yes. to the exact accuracy of it, but I generally trust Magenta in these things.
0: Yeah, it's all to say that I think uh, the most other editions we've anyone on the team has played is either 3.5 or 4. I do have all the books for second edition because my dad and his uh, brothers and cousins... Uh, one of them was clean-out the attic, and there's like, hey, Sophia likes tabletop games. Does she, she want all these uh, miscellaneous second edition books? But I have not managed to play them because reading them is like an incomprehensible text in ancient Greek that I only half understand. And so I don't know that I'm ever going to viably be able to run a game in it. But it's neat to be able to flip through them and see what they got written down lore-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got more questions to get to uh this one from the chat critical question for wally do you now have a harmonica or kazoo
4: unless someone has sent me one i do not Yeah, <laughs> uh, there, there was notion that
5: someone had i haven't checked the mailbox in forever because maybe you should uh, i checked it really often early on and then there was another no, there wasn't stuff in it and uh i stopped checking it really often didn't but, someone uh, I should get say, say that
4: they were Someone at some Food. point told me, "No, don't don't bring that up here." There's Absolutely
0: a PO not. box in the show notes <laughs> for yeah. anyone who's interested. Um, we got more from chat. already I actually was not reading as I said that, but now I will. A uh, reminder that we are going to talk about campaign two at the end, so please hold any questions for that until then. Um, this is also a call-out for Austin. Every time you grab something from behind you, it sounds like you're falling down a flight of stairs. Very funny.
5: <laughs> uh, I, I aim to please, honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that you can have integrated Emmy into the ship, can she have an illusionary form to talk to the crew?
4: That would be very cool. Yes, do that, Austin. I'm <laughs> surprised. Uh, you know that what? I, have... I,
5: I think we actually mentioned this once. Yeah, she totally could do that because there is the illusion room and she controls it, so... The I synergy. guess it would be. At, at this point it would, it would
3: just be confined to the illusionary room for now. I'm sure. Uh, not well, do she
5: can walk around the ship because she can. She can decide disguise the ship. I, I think right. Because She can cast uh, the illusion around it. So you're so right. Yeah, yeah only for a little bit a day. Aya but... from
1: the Green Lantern animated series from First yes. Principles.
5: <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I still haven't watched that.
1: You should. It's great. No, it's... It... yeah. Hal Jordan so and Kilowog could... only in there to justify their like OC fanfic romance between an edgy red lantern boy and a sentient spaceship
5: oh razor right yeah Yeah. yeah so yeah. we could
0: in theory like make the ship look like a different kind of ship and then projected emmy could look like a different kind of adventure or creature and we could do a, a little bit of a a sneaky deception move that way in a pinch
3: i think yes. just the notion of emmy being able to like just like like going up to Emmy like, hey Emmy, you can choose what you look like now. What 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 does Emmy see
5: as, as herself? That like that that notion yeah. in itself is cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, we'll have to see. There's uh yeah, that's definitely something we should consider. Uh, who knows if we'll get around to that uh, in this can. Uh, when when or if we'll get around to that, but uh, I think that's safe to say that's something that would happen in the future. If we even if we don't oh, see yeah. that in the show, which has been kind of. Busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's one of it. those things. There's there's a lot going on, and it's hard yeah. to do a detour like that. But definitely, I I will go ahead and say, canon at some point, even if we don't see it in the show. Emmy will start doing that. Aww. Yeah, hasn't it? I, I'll, just I'll come out been,
3: for that. It's been just like a day in world, right? Since getting Emmy in the AI or something like that. Like, uh,
5: I have first I have to think about where we are. <laughs> the last thing that happened in right. the episode. Was her was uh you guys defusing the bomb, and because I you feel put like her in before you visited M- Maxim. Maxim, but yeah. it would technically been a couple days, but not many. Did we well? Did
3: we rest before seeing Maxim? Because I because I because from from yeah, to there was, the Beastlands
5: there that was that was that was like one, day, one day so and then yeah. so she got yeah so I guess it was one like day two, two days it, she gets the ship. You guys, go to Maxim. You guys go to the beast lands Let's not say they won, yeah. and then
0: and then first place that's is, a day,
5: it's Earth Place, so that's day two. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so we've been busy. <laughs> oh man, we
0: have indeed. Um, another question from chat now that campaign one is ending and character stories are wrapping up, did you guys ever think the B team would be so popular? The B team yeah. is always
1: popular.
5: Yeah, they, the they, yeah I, knew, I knew people would love the B team. I didn't know who was <laughs> going to be on the B
4: team. But, yeah. right. That, that's what we I was. We started with like. Cressido, right? And then uh, added, we like, started with uh, Ioni. Ioni was. Oh, Ioni,
0: really. Ione, yeah. You're right. No, yeah.
4: Ioni. We love like a woman who is antagonistic
0: yeah. to us at first, and then slowly over time uh, has a moral <laughs> yep. quandary that turns around and becomes our friend.
5: And we're, we're going to see we're going to get to see the the rest of their story play out to catch sure. up to where we saw them in the Beastlands. Um, I'm going to keep pushing that on Patreon for our patrons. Uh, hmm. but there was a version that was going to see them all assemble, I, I, I knew that we wanted them to exist, and I was trying to plot out where, the very Tolkien, like trying to think of like, well, where's Gandalf gotta be in order for this to happen correctly? <laughs> I was trying to figure out how they might run into each other, and when you guys might find them, and I kind of, uh, and, and things changed as you guys changed, and the plots changed, but originally my notion was that they were all going to meet each other first, and then you guys were gonna. What was gonna happen? I forget. There was gonna be like a surprise mind flayer thing, and you guys were gonna be like, "Oh, well, this must be the thing. Let's go kill them once and for all." And then on the ship, you were gonna run into the B team. They were all gonna also be there, nice. and then you guys could have had a big boss bite, and that would have revealed the mind flayer's plans. That mm-hmm. uh, that that would have been the the on ramp onto that story. Uh, But things went a little bit differently, and they ended up meeting because of you guys, which does make more sense. It's less coincidence, right, that all these characters meet up. But, yeah, the whole thing was going to be David and Athos, which we already saw happen, and then Cressida and Ioni were going to meet up. And then they were going to meet and fight each other, because that's what superheroes do when they meet for the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love that idea, and it had to change, but it's been really cool to see how it's changed because of you guys
0: we got a kind of related question in chat. Would you guys ever do a B-team one-shot? If so, which character would everyone play? Uh, Anything's possible in regards to the one-shot part of it, but which of the B-team members would each of us, the cast, uh, play as in that hypothetical? I call Davion. I I, I call Davion.
5: Uh, See, here's the thing. I I insist on being a player. Uh, (laughs) That's true. I want to be Davion.
3: (laughs) I've
1: already ditched Cressida as my backup character if you kill Kiana, so... (laughs)
3: All right, well, I won't be Davion.
0: <laughs> you can be Davion if you want. I'm not going <laughs> okay, okay. to. I'll run DMing. it. I'll, run, I can it. I'll run, I
3: can run it. I can run it. I'll run all the adjacent uh, in-world <laughs> one-shots, apparently. Okay, well, if
0: Noir's running Noir, it, then I do I want to play as Davion. If I was
5: running, what would you guys pick? <laughs> so we've got a Davion. Like I'll I'll who's taking Athos and who's taking Athos? I'll take Athos, of course. I'll, I'll do
0: Ioni, then. I'll be. I'll roll for Ioni. I feel like...
5: You will get some of that rogue that you've always wanted.
0: I will get some of that rogue that I've always wanted. The dream. Indeed. Indeed.
3: Austin if you were if you were um if you were a player
5: you said you wanted to be Davion. Uh yes. Yeah. Every, Davion be is David. beloved by, by everyone my except most Danny. PMPC. Like he's the one that he's the one that feels like what I would play if I was playing one shot. Um in a world
0: where we had like an animated adaptation of this and we all voiced our characters, the character that Austin is voicing is Davion.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah. that that would be great. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: that'd
5: be great. Yeah, and then you gotta get, oh, who's the guy who voices, um, do you remember Haku's father in, uh, in Avatar? <laughs> who's like, don't worry, I hear cowards. I
3: think float. that's Kevin Michael Richardson.
5: <laughs> uh, there you go. I was gonna say the perfect maxim.
0: Uh, another question from chat. What's the current tally of little dudes? All right, rundown. We got Plug, oh. Sunny, Alan, <laughs> Drone, <laughs> uh i count docent oh, on, as a little on. dude
5: don't, in a way yet.
0: Yeah, their, their
3: name is an alan are we are like, alan. We joked about it, I mean, like, they've
4: got weird. a couple episodes until yeah. that drops but all right is, all right. Okay alan is still Harry. a viable that? oh, a weird
0: thing. little dude plug oh, alan. we don't have docent anymore Drone. he's not a sunny uh emmy is gonna be a weird little dude in that case maybe okay which sort of makes the Paraspra a yeah. weird little dude. She's kind if... of a per... she's kind of a
5: person, though.
0: Okay. Well, no.
3: Here's the thing, right? If we ever do a, if we ever do a second weird little dude on the paraspora, Emmy could just manifest herself however she wants. So she could oh, be just point. Emmy, but like shrunk down to an True. inch to like yeah. be on the same size, or at, Emmy could just I don't know take on a a, a different form. But so, yeah, <laughs> I'm reminded I did
5: play Davion in a watch in shot. <laughs> 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 Victoria just next to me, she's like, You did do that. It's like, You're right, I Oh, uh, of course, you did. <laughs>
1: Everyone
0: loves he to be a swashbuckling far, tiefling. What's not to love? Um,
5: he's
3: a great,
0: yeah. Finbar took a number of weird little dudes with him in the, the pixies and yes. coriander, um, mm-hmm. but. I consider the cannons uh, a weird little dude. They're also
4: weird, yes. I they w- got I feet. As well.
0: They count. They are weird and little. They are weird and little. Yeah. Might be Size category, small or tiny. I feel like that counts. Uh- <laughs> yes.
3: I I do got to say, Bing is not sentient. Any any personality that Bing has, that's Virila just having fun. So yeah. I can't necessarily... I can't in good... I would also consider being a weird little dude,
0: because I think it is very funny that we continuously pack bond with any ability that uh, Virla seems to acquire throughout (laughs) this campaign. I'm going to pack bond (laughs) with your spiritual weapon and you can't stop me. (laughs) Oh yeah, Google. (laughs) Uh, Do the cannons have names? People have suggested many names over time. I have never really named them. Uh, I don't know that Danny names them, but I do think that they have personalities. I think the one that stands on its own two feet and is a standalone form is uh, actually very, very sad. And the handheld one is just, like, too cool, you know, like, too cool and they know it. Huh? And that's the personalities I think they have.
3: It's like sad one and glad one. Sad one and
5: glad one, basically. (laughs) Yeah. That's great.
2: (laughs) Um, uh, right.
5: Julian Becker did killing the inevitable loosen other magic restrictions. Uh, no, just that one. There oh are other God. some, some <laughs> things. Some things cannot be done, and other things have different inevitables protecting them. Just that one thing was uh, one rule.
0: If we want to break the entire Planescape, we got to do it inevitable by inevitable. After all,
5: you got you got to fight a bunch of them. Beach uh, <laughs> episode one Sorry guys, beach. Ep- I don't know. It's obvious. Beach episode. Uh, I well don't think we're beach Maybe we yeah. had say. time
1: for twenty more cool adventures. I gotta say, so <laughs> like,
5: at the end of like, at the end of episode
3: four, I forget if this was mentioned in session or like kind of in our in our post session kind of like wind down or whatever. Austin said like, you kind of are a couple of days ahead of the mind flares. You don't necessarily have to go defuse the bomb right away. You do. You could like prepare if you wanted to. Um, before episode five, I I before we recorded, I I kind of bring up like, hey. I, I think there's a world in which we just do a beach episode being like a calm before the storm. We kind of just yeah. like give ourselves a bit of a, like just one last day of, of, of comfort before we go and head into the fire. And everyone collectively was like, nah. nah. <laughs> so let it be said that I tried. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> It's not that we don't like the concept of a beach episode, but this is the finale season. And so there is a certain yeah. amount of stakes yeah. that must be maintained. Um, we got more questions. This one comes from our email. Uh, unfortunately, I can't come to the stream, but I have a question for Sophia. You've said about various ideas that it's, quote, not the stupidest thing I've tried on this podcast, end quote. What then, out of all the insane stuff you've tried to have Danny do, do you consider the stupidest or most ridiculous rule-breaking idea you've had on the show? Oh, <laughs> God.
4: I mean,
3: gotta
0: where do sheep, I start, right? right? <laughs> like...
4: it's, it's gotta be the sheep. Uh,
0: sheep I mean, sheep. L- the golden ram fight might be my single favorite 20 minutes of the entire podcast, just on how thoroughly I <laughs> had my ass handed to me. The comedic Absolutely beats bad. that it hit and then the payoff for it is us getting that hologram room. It, it's like a perfect yeah. crystallization of Danny's character in those earlier seasons. Mm. Um, yeah. Although I do have to give a shout out to catapulting bomb off of ship. I think that was that was that was that was up yes. there for me. Um, Danny creating this is one I think it slept on a little bit from the Feywild episode and not that I would remember that but uh yeah. <laughs> danny introducing the concept of home alone lost and single and that being a running thing throughout that episode just like the whole right. danny and virla trying to <laughs> teach these four children how to like do crime and set up traps was extremely fun and often i think veered into that but the it gold it's got to be the golden ram fight right like it it that's just so pay off. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't yeah. even traps pay off didn't do we didn't even fight them in that village <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, it's so funny you guys are like we're gonna commit to two plans i was like half of you are gonna be sad <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> we had to try oh, you know we had to we had to t- to give it in for us yeah. and, and try our best but yeah i think if I had to pick the stupidest thing i've done on this podcast that i think has paid off golden ram fight is definitely way up there uh that was a fun season because, Austin, we talked about this behind the scenes. I'm like, oh, I want Danny to have a project that she's working on and she needs, like, a shopping list for it. And you had given me a list of three objects that I needed in order to complete certain uh, upgrades to the ship. And the hologram room was the one I was working on when I needed the golden ram hair and, like, the glue and the big lens. Uh, and it was fun to have, like, a little behind the scenes completely secret motivation uh to get to drop a bunch of don't worry about it and have a little (laughs) little something something going on just for me that paid off for the whole crew because now we have that cool hologram room that's been fun to use throughout uh the uh, subsequent seasons and and the continuing upgrades to the ship i think it it, it worked out really well uh and of course it did give us the best 20 minutes of um slapstick comedy that have come out of the podcast
2: (laughs)
5: Yeah, I almost wish we could have gotten more of those. And the, the answer is we probably could have um if one there was like a little more time if and two if like we'd gotten through them a little faster because the first project ended up being kind of a big thing and it took a little while mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. for you to get all the stuff. Um and if it had been a little a little faster than maybe um but also I, I that was partially on me because I couldn't decide if those ingredients needed to be things you could easily purchase and thus there's like not that much stakes to it or yeah. if they needed to be things you quested for in which case in which case it had to be kind of a big deal and they had to be spaced out and i had a hard time squaring which one it had to be and mm-hmm. i went with the latter and so it took a while to get everything
0: yeah but i think it ultimately worked there, there out. there might though. be a better way to do that it could be a fun thing if we, we I, I think it's not too spoiler to say this we hope to come back to these characters for a one shot in the future uh and maybe oh, to have some sort yes. of allusion to that type of system of I'm upgrades then that, yeah. yeah it could be a thing um, you watch a beach
5: episode watch, you watch, to the, beach... Future.
0: <laughs> watch <laughs> the future uh, but we got more questions in chat Um this one if the crew had the option to change one event in the entire campaign what would they choose
2: Ooh.
1: main timeline or like backstory mm. stuff I think anything uh, in yeah it Viril like had in the the yeah. Event
5: moment.
1: <laughs> yeah Viril already flashpointed it in the privacy of his own brain
5: <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny we don't have time to unpack all of that.
4: <laughs> That's kind of what about not you guys? To oh, man.
5: Is there like a role that went badly you wished that ha- like hadn't?
0: I don't know you about a role, but I think in my that. noir laughing
3: sadly I, 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 I have a fucked up idea. Please, you guys yes. Tell us more. Uh, I kind of wish in episode five the two of us died so Voss had, or, or either two of us died so Voss had to choose, or yeah. one of us died and Voss still got feeble-minded. So there was like even more mm. of an incentive to 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 get Voss unfeeble-minded. Because in a like... similarly
0: morbid way, I did kind of a, l- a little part of me was like I kind of hope this is where Danny fails to defuse this bomb because the drama of being trapped in that sphere when that bomb
1: goes off is gonna be so high. I mean, it would have, it would have dropped concentration episode. as soon as you got exploded, so we would have been able to revivify you or something. But it probably... Yeah, but yeah, well, she so.
5: would have been blown to fuck... Did I mention this in... I don't know if it stayed in the recording or not, but how much damage Danny was going to take?
0: I don't think you gave us a dice number, if that's what you mean. I
5: Well, I can tell you exactly how much it was. Give me a
4: sec. <laughs> you said Am I glad it,
0: that it, Danny it survived? Have, yes. Do I think it would, it would have, have been dramatic was, if I had failed? Absolutely.
4: Have been, I'm it glad have that we know. to end that episode
1: but i am glad yeah. that we got a couple like tense moments though like because there was the well there was well in in danny's specific little bubble the the round loss to haste, haste. dropping yeah. and yeah. i think one failed roll uh was yeah. like a, a good one two punch while everything else was also going to shit like yeah. the, that was a that was an episode that ended up being extremely cinematic just in the way the threats worked the pacing rolled out the the yeah. way the dice cooperated um, it's
5: yeah. It's easily the top three most dangerous, potentially lethal encounters you've been in, uh, along with definitely the fight against the Gith Yankee underneath the Citadel,
0: but mm-hmm. the mm-hmm.
5: anti-magic room. Right, mm-hmm.
0: that, that was.
5: That was a tough encounter, and then maybe the Balhanath The very first episode, I really, I really and, put you guys through the fucking. I mean, it. Danny almost died so often in that first episode. We, to be fair, we that just set
0: to... the tone for the rest of the campaign, where Danny would proceed yeah. to almost die once an episode.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and we, I don't we, plan we,
0: on pay, playing a high constitution character next time either, so y'all can deal with it. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> I mean, we had to bail uh,
3: on the on the Tlechelotl encounter. I'm pretty sure, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. that is a big oh miss thing. God. Saving yeah. the
4: Tleshalotl. Yeah. 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 yeah there that we was that was a hard one. Yeah.
1: I think the one on one uh honorable battle with was that Endelian? was that the first time we dealt with Endelian? That uh,
0: was, yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, I think that would have been fun. Cause Virla and Finbar went in a different way than Kiana and Danny did. So we even had we had like mm-hmm. the split party almost too to deal with there. And then so like Finbar and Virla were holding their own against Endelion, who was a force we reckoned with at that point.
3: And, he, that was and Virla immediately got shanked. It was galley. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but we did have that bit where it's like perhaps if you could defeat him in honorable combat he'll give you information and then uh that didn't end up happening because the <laughs> no. one-on-one combat just kind of got stopped after about two mm. rounds with, yeah. with outside interference yeah, yeah. Well, you guys uh, were very
5: effective though I, I i kind of lured you in because that's what was happening like i'd uh-huh, written down uh-huh. that those were the events and then you guys wanted to do something and i was trying to square away of like it's not canon until i say it so do I just let them have this moment, or do I honor what I think is happening? And I, I went with the first, and I don't know that that's the right choice necessarily. It definitely could have been more interesting to have the other way. Uh, the bomb, if I'm correct in my calculations, I think it took you six or seven rounds to defuse it. Mm-hmm. It started at twelve d six, and the damage went up two d six every <laughs> round.
2: So
1: it would have
5: been it would have been somewhere from twenty four to twenty six d six that Danny would have taken. Yikes. Um and then if it fully charged, so that's an that
1: it of 91
5: would have been ninety one points of yeah, damage. Yeah, no, that that that's. Just... uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have that would have smoked Danny. Um and it's an intelligence save, obviously too. Uh which actually so Danny might have might have come through. But uh yeah. That it mm. was it was and that that by the way was just for being just for it being uh, whatever, um that's what I'm looking for. Uh disarmed incorrectly. It would have been mm. more devastating if Someone, someone mentioned, they were like, oh yeah, wouldn't this have been worse because it's in the middle of the astral plane, which is the world between worlds? Uh, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. The Mind Flayers didn't know that, and no one, uh, none of the characters investigated that. But uh, yeah, it would have had a ripple effect throughout all of reality. Oof, well, I'm glad we cool. dealt with that
0: then. Uh, related Good to that episode...
5: I was really ready to fuck up the whole setting uh, if, if <laughs> awesome those really rolls botched.
0: Last season, let's just throw it all out the
3: window. <laughs> One way or another, this One season is ending. One way or another, this
5: is the end <laughs> for yeah. well, uh, And then, and then, Danny puts up the resilient sphere, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even if, if even if it goes off, it protects against energy. It's just gonna smoke her. I so was she has so saved the planescape just with one smart spell. So excited failed. to smart
0: read that. Up. I was going through my spell list, I'm like, there's gotta be something in here that will allow me to cover grounds quickly. And then I've looked at my only spell of that level, and I was like, oh my god, it doesn't say like a specific kind of damage. It expands it to like energy. Nothing can pass mm-hmm. through the sphere. I have I may not have a brain, but I have an idea. And it paid off. Thank God. I've been
1: so bad.
5: Did you just reference Monsters vs. Aliens?
1: <laughs> did you it's just all... get that reference? <laughs> that I was going to say. Yeah. Did you I, heard as... <laughs> I heard that. Bob
5: the Blob from Monsters vs. Aliens? I heard that as a sound someone so used happened.
0: in on TikTok, and you knew that from the movie. So which one of us is really the one who referenced Monsters vs. Aliens crazy. here?
4: You're both. <laughs> I've, I've,
5: I've never right even now. seen it. <laughs> oh,
4: God.
0: What in God's name oh. is happening here?
5: um uh, oh the encounter that was skipped was yes, there was a big lava river and there were fire immune ropers that were going to grab them and pull them in and i'm oh. sad that didn't happen
0: i'm that's glad very, we didn't I, have a fourth combat in that episode in lava, that took you me like 10, two straight 10 days 10, to edit awesome.
1: Sage christmas i think you mentioned that afterwards and the, mm-hmm. yeah. there is a chunk of that episode where i was like oh yeah like ropers where like you, they can also get mm-hmm. seromorph partially but like they so they're as smart as mind players but their existence is pain and you're like how how interesting
5: it's <laughs> just Yep, there were some, I spent $4 on fucking d d Beyond to get the other, Uh, there were, it was like Magma Roper. And I was like, oh, cool. let me see the stat block. And he's like, you don't own this, you dumbass. And I was like, well, it's <laughs> six CR higher. It must be a different monster. The one is four, yep. this one's 10. It must be a different monster. I'll buy this one. I'll see what cool abilities it has. And I bought it. And the thing that gives it an extra six CR is it's immune to fire. Mm. That's the change. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I could have done that. <laughs> huh. All right.
0: Um, yeah. we got more cool questions to get to. Uh, to everyone, how excited and fearful are you of plunging down through all 600 plus layers of the abyss? I'm terrified. Okay. And also secretly, uh, we may have already recorded that episode. Yeah, we we, episode. we have secretly. already
4: done it. Like, we we you know, may have already done it. So we'll see uh, how it really turns excited. out.
0: I was terrified I mean, before yeah. it happened, but also
5: before and during, it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I I don't know what to say
0: and yeah, who I knows what happens hat. after
5: Ooh. that is that is the most math i've ever done balancing an encounter where i'm like okay what's the average damage these guys can do per round how many hit points am i adding what's the average damage the bad guys can do trying to like perfectly balance this this plate standing on uh, on a on a needle Ew, oof. juggling plates good metaphor yeah, yeah. spinning plates spinning plates, spinning plates. plates. there it's we go yeah, yeah.
2: okay
3: Um,
0: What would the rest of the crew act like while feeble-minded? Foss is the most wholesome in a sad way, but what would the rest be? (sighs) Oh, no. (laughs) I think Danny just gets, like, feral, right? Like, like, really riff-raff street rat to the max.
1: Yay.
3: I think Barilla would just kind of, like, Wally blank slate. Mm. (laughs) Ooh. I think uh, Kiana they,
1: stops yeah. doing anything unless provoked. Just kind of, like, mm. lies down and stares at the sky. But then if anything happens around her, she reacts.
4: Yeah. people Mind is uh, it's, it's a, it's an intense spell.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's one of those rare occasions where D&D actually, like, has rules about RP.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah uh another question from chat uh sophia
0: you mentioned that you picked up on everyone's habits because of editing what are some little things you've noticed about each player you guys want me to put you on blast i me to put you all yeah blast? here we go you, yeah. you've kind of
3: done here it already you, You've told <laughs> us.
0: austin likes to drum on his legs a bunch and uh makes <laughs> sounds with his mouth before he says every line uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> um I noir do do types because he takes notes which is admirable but his com- his keyboard is uh right by his microphone so if you hear in the episode that's noir <laughs>
2: yeah
0: uh red's dice make the most sounds of anyone else's dice because somehow they <laughs> I have purposely perfectly... hold the tray up that's to the microphone a- <laughs> yeah <laughs> Red purposefully makes dice sounds, which is why her track is the one that most frequently has the dice rolls left in it, because often they are over her talking, and therefore I cannot just take them out in post every single time. You're all welcome. Uh, And Wally, uh, kind of similar to Austin, sometimes has uh, a little bit of background noises and stuff, which is not uh, his fault so much, but... Wally is a very thoughtful person before he speaks, which means he has the slowest speaking yes. speed of anyone on the podcast. And so sometimes I'm oh, like, man. why is this section so long? I'm like, oh, because Wally is a thoughtful person who thinks before he speaks, unlike <laughs> yeah. the rest of us who are just blurting out everything that pops into their head. In I'm, the
5: just, I'm just shotgun firing yeah. jokes into the ether.
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do, do a lot. I find it a nice, like... um comedic especially if I'm gonna do a joke I found it a nice like beat beforehand but uh, yeah that that's that is on blast <laughs> it, yeah. but
0: I say all of this with love uh, no one is doing anything that is so horrible I cannot edit the podcast to a place where it sounds nice and I think that it's ultimately like everyone's gonna have some vocal stuff that goes crazy I definitely say um way more than I should and tend to have a tendency to uh, get like a mouthful of words that I stumble over so like no one's immune my stuff's not perfect either it's just the the thing that happens um, but yeah I'm intimately familiar with the audio related problems with everyone's tracks.
3: i will say because so episode transcriptions has been an ongoing struggle because mm. it it's just inherently difficult to do so but like whenever i have some free time i try and just crank some out and i have learned one um when you're subtitling there's like a like a, a a kind of standardized amount of time that you want to have subtitles on the screen so that it's like legible and you can read it without having to like Without having to like speed read it or anything like that. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> packing up what Sophia says, basically all of us except for Wally, completely throw that out the window. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. shit, we're saying like fifty characters in 0.3 seconds. That's awful. Um, <laughs> and then also regarding the dice, like everyone, everyone has. Everyone's dice rolls sound unique and different, and so I can tell.
0: Yes. (laughs) Like,
3: even, I don't have, I don't have, like, the isolated tracks or anything like that. Reds are, like, so precise
0: and in their full, uh, mine are, like, a drop and then a... Oh, Austin has like
1: just one... me a wooden dice tray with a little, like, uh, yeah. uh storage space that. for one row of dice, so, and I hold it about two inches from my microphone.
3: Next. Austin just has, like, one heavy dice that just thunks or something like that. <laughs> oh, I have two
5: dice that are made out of glass. Well, there you go. That's probably it. Oh, yeah, there you go. they're made out of glass. They're, oh, they're like yeah, I, glass I know the ones you talk frosted. about, yes. yes. My brothers gave me beach glass shit. dice
0: for uh, Christmas this year, and they're very fun to roll. But I do have to roll them in the dice tray because yeah. they're very, very heavy.
5: Yep, yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. yeah I, have, I have to roll them in my dice. I have like a a, a felt-lined dice tray. So. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get a new Someone dice just tray. Asked Mine's the most really...
1: horrifying question I've ever seen in chat. Uh, the one about how uh, oh we God. talked it's about the way that
0: characters would want to die next time, but now is their way they <laughs> yeah, would consider the worst. that's the worst. worst. Uh, um. Uh. Freezing to death for Danny because how does that work? <laughs> She's made of fire. <laughs> Oh, truly well, she incoherent. could die
5: in she could die in very uh very high temperatures. Actually, she her she she wouldn't need to be that cold for her. Mm. I think
3: the
4: feeble mind is already a death for Virla. Yeah, yeah, it's. Oh yeah, no, I tell. Uh, see, the thing is, ooh, for Voss, he's experienced death multiple times before, so he's not. Uh, it's it's tough for him to say which is the worst way to die. Um, so. And as for Finbar, not having, uh, I, I guess, it being a freak accident would be like a weird way to die. As a druid, death is a natural part of life, so for someone to come to an end uh, or for it to happen in combat uh, on an adventure, those things he accounts for, but weird freak things that uh, are on, unexplicable, have no meaning to, he, he finds uh, tragedy in. So mm-hmm. I guess those would be the two.
1: Seramorphosis. Yeah. God.
4: That's that's pretty awful. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: I think because uh, Kiana was purposefully not taught about mind flares, it didn't click for a while what exactly their deal was. Uh and now she has a new fear.
0: Kiana is was personally Kiana ever... victimized by the plot of Baldur's Gate three.
3: Mm. Was Kiana ever was Kiana ever given like false information like well when a mommy mind flare and a daddy mind. No, this is not. like They're the not.
0: third time a, on one of these q and a's we've had a, my... a did the mind flayers have a sex ed class conversation yes, <laughs> we've
1: got right. to move past this oh sorry well the point <laughs> yeah, is uh, i was, was taught about underdark threats because we were actually serving as a bulwark against things coming up from the underdark but i was purposely yeah. never taught about mind flayers so they were like the only thing that i actually didn't know about from the underdark
5: sure yeah, yeah, there were actually yeah bad things coming up, and the mind flayer's like, well, we don't really want them eating our sheep, so we should probably teach them how to some self defense.
2: Mm-hmm. Jeez, mm-hmm.
5: what a sentiment.
2: Yeah. Uh,
5: there was also, though, yeah. they were training them psionically to make better mind flayers, which never and out for them.
1: Parents of the Year. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, well, we got uh, more questions to get to.
5: Yeah. Uh, I want to add. There might be a follow-up question for this, so real quick, Like and Lich Ritual. Um, if you mean the one that they saw in Eastgard, she was just opening a portal to get to um, Sigil. She's just opening a portal, and then I, th- I can't remember if she had a plan at the wedding. Is that your, is, is, Are you asking about in Eastgard or are you asking about at the wedding, Jaden Billishaw? I was about the one where they we'll had give us, give us uh,
1: Karim in the in the circle. That was making Oh, it cool, the one right? where they had
5: Karindatrossi in the circle, they were going to, they were doing the same thing. They were going to consume, they were going to consume a powerful creature, Karin and Trassi, uh, and create, it, make it be uh, one with Zootomoe, because that's her whole thing, right, with the fungus mm. nonsense. And then they were, the Alkalith opens a portal to the abyss. So they were, the, the Lycan Lich was actually doing the same thing, but in reverse. They were trying to open a portal to the 222nd layer. In, oh my uh, in the basement of the Searing Tongue and then they were going to take over the building because like Zooktoboy wasn't going to come but they were going to take over the building because like th- then it, they would have you know really fucked up the, the Searing Tongue it would have been a huge just huge blow to a um, philosophically opposed faction and there was like, w- like the lady wasn't going to care that this building went from being owned by this group to this group like she doesn't give a shit so mm-hmm. That was what they were gonna do uh, at the wedding I don't remember what they was she just trying to kill...
3: I, I think' the she impression was that trying to kill was just Finbar crack, and
5: know? Elise. yeah mm-hmm. yeah. I think she was just trying to kill Finbar and Elise and, and um uh what I'm looking for um
2: uh, bride? assimilate them assimilate oh, them. yeah that's
5: right wait double check there might be something about it might have been uh, under the the, the pretense of like
3: trying to un- un- union union with zukanmoy or something like that like a, yeah. a exactly, parallelism yeah she was to gonna marriage
5: she was gonna quote marry both of them and yeah so that's i don't know if there was a specific sequence of events more so than she was just trying to kill them and and assimilate them Mm.
0: so and it didn't work um four questions yeah uh what's everyone's favorite 5e class and subclass um not to be basic oh. on main, but Bard College of Lore is pretty tight.
3: Bard College of Lore. <laughs> Hell yeah, Noir.
0: Although, High five, Yeah. Ready?
3: Although I do like the um Swashbuckler Rogue. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I played them for a home game, and, mm-hmm. and oh they're so great.
0: I do got to use them, though. Oh, man. Main. Warlocks are pretty tight. Any of the charisma-based ones generally is a good rule for what Sophia likes a so lot. Good. And I do. I Swashbuck did have the opportunity briefly really to play good. a Rune Knight <laughs> Fighter, which was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, and of course, I do love an Artificer now after rolling with difficulty. But that's a new. That's a new development.
5: My favorite. It's tough. Uh, there's so many that I never got to play that I think about a lot. But I played. It's janky because it's overpowered and then it's underpowered and then it's overpowered. But the Moon Druid is, of course a mm. classic. Uh, a and trade. I played a Divine Soul Sorcerer for 20 levels. And uh, oh. I fucking love that, dude. Dude, putting Metamagic, as you've seen from Voss, putting Metamagic on the dev- uh, on the Cleric spell list, no one should Absolute no one
4: should classic. ever do it. It's so broken. <laughs> it's two classes in one. It's, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. fucked up.
1: Uh, um, I haven't and played I, enough IV to have a favorite.
4: <laughs> I like uh, the half casters. I like Ooh, a yeah. good mix of everything, so I love the eldritch knight is uh mm. easily my favorite i love the ranger class answer. uh across the board all, all the ranger stuff is my favorite um and as well so i'd like to play an arcane trister at some point um but yeah uh i like having options in combat besides yeah. just swinging a sword hours i like playing like options yeah yeah
0: nice. um all right we have more cool questions coming at us uh...
5: She did. They did worship the Dread Malus, Zealous Doggo. They did worship the Dread Malusivus, and they were pissed that they killed them. So they were going to go get mm. them for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, for Red, while you were drawing all the planes for the poster, what plane did you like the most, visually speaking, and description-wise?
1: Oh man, let me just load these up real quick so I can remind myself. <laughs> um, because there are so many. Like some of them, some of them. What was fun about them was that they were nice and simple. Like the Frostfell one, that was just texturing for a while. That was nice. Um, brass was the most complicated because it had the most fiddly detail. Uh, sigil, kind of the same boat, because I really wanted to make it look like it was a busy city on the inside of the ring, uh, and I have been working on shortcuts for that, but the shortcuts still take a while. Mm. Uh, actually, I have a time lapse of that that can go up on Patreon at some point in the upcoming months. So you guys can actually see mm. how I did the uh, the city texturing. Um, yes. Wasn't it also yeah. like
3: you were? we were discussing just like the logistics of how sigil was yeah. geometrically
1: it doesn't really like, make sense Cause it makes sense it's, just, point. A, it's yeah. just a torus or it's like a like a bike tire uh so it, it's yeah, like open tire. on the inside but you still can't see yeah. the sky uh, the tire
5: was the best it's way open to be on the inside to... yeah it's not a yeah. full yeah. ring
1: yeah so that it's... that makes it much more interesting to draw um i think Shadakla was the most interesting challenge because it didn't really have any hard delineations between anything like Beast Lands it's like there's background, foreground, there's animals. Uh, even the uh, Limbo one, I got to go kind of wild on the background textures, but the Adamantine Citadel needed, like, a shape. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though because it's Vanta Black, it could just be an outline, which was nice. Um, but shadakla the whole thing is just this weird fungal castle thing, uh, so I needed to do some work to figure out how to make that look right. Uh, I also have a speed paint of that, because a lot of it was just like, alright, this is okay, but how can I make it look grosser? And, um... <laughs> And also, it was a little bit complicated trying to make something that looked both like a mushroom tower and, like, uh, potentially a building that people might exist in, uh, and figuring out tricks to make it look more gross and, and spongy. And I had to look up reference photos of fungus, and I, I'm not the hugest fan of fungus in general, so I was like, all right, I gotta draw this quick before the itchiness overwhelms me. Um mm-hmm. But overall, I think that was the one that I had some of the most fun with just because it was the most interesting challenge. and uh, it turns out drawing mushrooms not as hard as I thought it would be because they have this irregularity to them that, that kind of it's kind of like making a bad guy that's a shapeless amorphous blob. Uh, you will never have to redraw any part of it. whatever your first line was will work. Uh, yeah. So kind of the same deal with that, which was nice. tight. Um, we got more questions uh
0: this one more related to our, our favorite mechanite lads uh can you explain why maxim has a problem with virla being a cleric
5: oh yeah so you can <laughs> uh if you're a patron you can read the story two-thirds of it is done there's still part three yet to come but to give you the short version he was part of an adventuring party they went on a very dangerous mission uh they went there at the behest of the their leader their ostensible leader who was a paladin And Paladin-coded. These characters don't... I don't always imagine them having the exact same abilities as NPCs that PC would have, but he's Paladin-like. He went to the behest of this Paladin leader, and this was a person that Maxim was in love with and was kind of in love with Maxim. They weren't necessarily, like, officially a thing, because, like, Maxim does not express emotions very well, and also they were on a team together. But uh, they were in love, and this character died and then there was a there was a cleric on the team who they said can you raise him and she was like well i've done it once before i can't do it again uh but i can try a miracle i can basically i can divine intervention i can ask bahamut if he thinks if if he says it's okay i can raise him regardless uh and she pleaded to him and it failed and as a result, this character, Alexander, did not come back to life. And there was a big fight where a bunch of them, but Maxim included, were like, has he not done enough? Mm. Like, why? who is your god to decide that he does not get to come back? Like, have, have you not done enough? Is it because you haven't been doing enough work for your god? Is it because he wasn't good enough? And she was basically like, that's not how faith works. And that was not an acceptable answer to Maxim, and he has never really recovered from that.
1: You're telling me Maxim has some sort of issue with things he can't control?
5: <laughs> yep. Hmm.
1: Tell me the robot. And you see is that sad. In the way he talks
5: to the other ones, he's very condescending to the rest of the group because he kind of he doesn't think he should be in charge so much as that he knows the answer. Uh, yeah. uh, he's very ones. convinced he always knows the, the answer, so.
3: And Alexander was the only one who could get him to it. So
5: <laughs> and yep, yeah, Alexander was kind of what kept the whole group together. And so you've seen if you've read both parts, you've seen the first two gut punches there is there is yet a third gut punch to come that was the final and of that adventuring party God, let uh, be but happy
1: you fuck. no it's well, kind of up to you isn't it <laughs>
5: well. i also thought i thought you guys weren't cuz i was kind of obsessed with so maxim can't cast ascending cuz it's not on the sorcerer list and i was kind of obsessed with him having to like at the end of season 1 you guys were like can we cast ascending to can we cast ascending to um to kiana and i was like well he can't do that because he doesn't have that spell and why would it make sense for him to have a spell scroll so i thought maybe he would have he could he would have like a sending stone to an old party member who could do it for you and that was emerald and i wrote that up and then i looked at that and they said this is too many steps for them uh (laughs) we don't need to make this we don't need to make this getting in touch with kiana about some npc i made up and so i was just like he's got. he's got a spell scroll why does he have it because he's a pack rat (laughs) yeah that's really all you need danny's not the only
0: one obsessed with hoarding things in this campaign thank you very much (laughs) um we got even more questions oh my god we'll probably be here for about another like half hour or so and then talk a little bit about campaign two um Mm -hmm. but just to kind of give the audience a bit of expectations i'll be wrapping it up shortly But we got time for a couple more questions
5: uh, I'll jump in real quick, if that's all right. The mm-hmm. other choice for Voss in episode one, the the test of inner strength, was, uh, it was also going to be very similar combat, but instead of one huge ass thing attacking all of them and they would need to rely on each other, it was going to be one smaller thing that was going to really fuck up Voss. It had decaying <laughs> touch, so Ooh. every time it touched you, you had to make a con save or lose or spend a hit die with no benefit, and if you, uh... Oof. Uh, if you hit no hit dice, you get reduced to zero hit points. So that would have been really hard for Voss, because Voss always has few hit dice because of the fungal armor. Uh, then right. there would have been some other flying guys to occupy the rest of the, the team. Not not too dangerous, but just to... Th- these flying things that could keep like harrying them, so they'd have to turn their attention to them. Uh, and if they succeeded, they were still going to get all their magic items. I thought everyone deserved a magic item. But instead of the charms, the, the spells they can cast, which, remind you, you guys all have those still... Voss uh, yes. would have gotten uh, the boon of fortitude, which is an epic boon. It's meant for twenty level characters. It would have been very powerful. Uh, but instead, everyone got a smaller boon. So that—that's the path not taken. Yeah.
0: Uh, we got more questions. What deity would your character be a cleric to if they were one? Can't choose Mistra twice. Noir. I <laughs> <laughs> just a list of D and D deities. I'll, I'll yes. the
1: old, uh, I'll, somebody I'll buy time, time the while I do the Mistra.
5: same. Mistr. The old. Code. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. Mm, the old ones. Uh, I have a
1: paladin character who's a paladin of Bahamut because I just think he's neat. Um, hmm. But he's kind of basic, lawful, good, big, shiny, crystal dragon Jesus kind of thing, so we can do something better.
3: What do you not care. Uh, Just Mr. is such a good.
4: Finbar is not really a cleric, but he is. Uh, He does follow some of the druidic gods, Sylvanas being a big one, so yeah. Um, in terms of gods, it's weird because Vos is a divine soul sorcerer, but he pulls his divinity from a plane and not from any particular god. Mm. Uh, so that's, it's, it's tough to, some sort of chaotic good god, I'd have to look something mm. up. Ilmater's uh, pretty
5: dope. Ilmator right. is like might, might be it yeah suffering, but also perseverance. So he's often depicted as being in like great pain, but overcoming it. So he's he's pretty he's on he's usually a good a a good guy. Fucking uh, the champion of Illmater is uh, Hedda. Hedda's Hedda, champion yeah. of Illmater. Yeah.
1: I have so. to shout out Blibdualpulp, the cool god. Oh, Blibdualpulp. Yes. yes. <laughs> Blibdualpulp.
5: Yes. Her also symbol is a lobster uh,
1: head or black pearl.
5: I'll also shout yeah, out gold She's a, she's oh. a, she's a n- nude woman with a lobster head and lobster claws.
0: Wow. I feel like there. Uh, Danny is probably the least likely to ever have any sort of a divine alignment of the crew, just because I think at this point she actively dislikes pretty much every god they've interacted with, because they've immediately tried to kill her directly or indirectly. But if she had to be a cleric of a god, I feel like Gond is probably the most obvious choice with all of the crafting associations. And uh... oh, was the question
1: specifically who our characters would be clerics of? Yes. Oh,
3: was that it? Oh, oh just yes. kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: excuse
3: me. Uh. I just looked it up. There is d and D god of knowledge called Agama. Mm, I don't know yes. anything else about them, but that just seems fitting Price for own Kind of fits, fits since, into that as well. Since Mistra yeah. is no longer an option,
4: <laughs> I think Azath also is within the, the, those. Those Savras is another one of oh, knowledge. I think Azath. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all like wizard related. Uh, somehow I know more about those than the rest of the world.
5: Oh yeah, <laughs> Savras
4: is like prophecy. Yeah. Yep.
5: Sabres is cool. I gave my brother a, a, a sword called Sabres that, uh, in a different setting, that Nora and Sophia were in that game, and the, the sword could, yeah. like, see the future, and so he got to command people on the battlefield with it. It was very cool. Very cool. Very neat.
1: Um, uh, Celestian, God of Stars and Wanderers. That one's very tight. That's,
5: go. ooh! I didn't know about that one.
1: It's in Greyhawk. <laughs> oh, so that's Classy. why I didn't know about
3: it. Yeah. Also in Greyhawk, <laughs> is Istis, which is a goddess of fate uh, and destiny. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't know. Very little right. he seems like he's headed for headed somewhere, so that seems fitting. <laughs>
0: uh little shout out in the chat, thanks to all of with really Went Difficulty. The info from this helped me through Baldur's Gate 3. Uh yeah, that's ex- completely <laughs> accidental, but I'm glad that you I, having- <laughs> I,
5: I was exactly originally that. inspired yeah. by the yeah. trailer. I was like, I gotta yeah. do that. And it's been crazy going back, seeing how many things are so similar. <laughs> At like this I was point I'm just trying to near figure the out. end of the game and no only the mildest of spoiler you're gonna fight the mind flayers if you've played the trailer you know that and they're doing a bad thing and it just, can, the mind player, it's just it's it's just very similar to us as well don't start so. i have tried to because <laughs> um, i
0: recently got my hand on a copy of the- i know i'm late to the trend but i've been trying to figure out like how to reverse engineer okay, how close can you all. get to playing the rolling with difficulty crew as you're like part uh-huh. of four in baldur's gate and i'm like okay well if you squint Lazel could be Voss. there's some beef with vlocket <laughs> and already yeah. it gets so that's great um again if you squint gail could be virla mistress right there
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
0: <laughs> at times we have virla at home gail is we yeah. have <laughs> eat your heart out gail of water deep uh but then you run into the danny and the Kiana of the group in which it's there's many Dammon. more issues
3: it's gotta be it's gotta be the fucking <laughs> The problem that is that, that danny Car-Lak. is not a
0: playable character in this game because damon is not a playable character <laughs> Yeah. And you can't like reverse engineer her because fire genasi and artificers are not things you can make the tav, which means that Kiana has to be the tav in this situation, which I think makes sense. That you can get. What does tav stand for? The I player it character. It's it's, it's your. Yeah, no,
4: I... It's the. default name for. Like the, the adventurer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. What it? I know. I know what. it refers to. I was like, why tav? No, yeah, that's what. Them. Larian. That's what Larian said it as. Every time you roll a new character, it's <laughs> tav. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, that that explains. I thought it might have been a, an
5: acronym for something. But...
0: Yeah, but like it makes sense for Kiana to be the tough, right? Because then also like, yes, some chosen oneiness there. Beef with mind flayers. Okay, make her monk. You got it. And like you can't play a Kalistar, but you can play a human and do some fun mind stuff. So you're close enough, right? Cool. Danny is the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Danny upper-ish. is always, uh...
0: as always. If you could make like, if you, has again, the if you fire squint, Karlok has the fire vibe, but like. She's too nice. And then like if you squint, Finbar could be a Halsen type. So then you just sort of don't have the cap. <laughs> you just have to hang out with I... Damon a lot and you could get all five of us in there, theoretically.
4: I mean, you're not wrong. Halsen is pretty close to oh <laughs> I, I don't want to think about that. I, I don't want to think about that. Very often. But
0: this was reason. not a question you asked in the chat. This is one. just Sophia's crack theory that I've been working on as i someday I will make a Patreon bonus that is this is how you can get Without any mods, as close as possible to playing all of the rolling with difficulty characters in this game. Uh, but that's for a later date. Let's go back to these questions that are here. Um, uh, oh, there's so many bugs, things. I scroll back one sec. <laughs> scrolling, so many bones. Carlack does kind of have the
1: Kiana attitude, though. That would work. Car- Carlack yeah. is
0: probably the closest that of the too- origin Ooh, characters to a Kiana type. If I was going to, like, because uh-huh. you could respec her into Monk and it's not too too far yeah. off.
1: Tragic backstory, uh, good attitude, you know.
0: Yeah, solid yeah. combo. Um... Uh... Austin, how long have you been kill- mm-hmm. planning to kill Casimir? I don't know if I'm seeing uh-huh. Uh-huh. death flags that aren't there
5: uh i didn't plan to kill him when i introduced him because i wasn't sure if you guys would ever go back but then okay. i it became clear to me that you were going to go back and i really debated it for a long time and i left it ambiguous at the end of the season where it cut the black because then i spent two months going back and forth <laughs> on whether i was going to kill him or not <laughs> and then i was like they got that i was like dexter is a bad dude and we gotta see him being a bad dude i can't just say he's a bad dude he's got to be he's got to be malicious the thing Murdering is that he's not me like wasn't always enough. malicious
2: <laughs>
5: well that's true but like you got to keep showing it you know Yeah, um, you, gotta keep letting him take so the you guys you guys are the heroes he killed you and then you, re- you revived danny he has to have he has to do something with a lasting consequence and uh, I kind of went back and forth because I was like, he's also smart and cunning. He doesn't just kill, like his his only solution to problems isn't just kill people. So I thought like, okay, maybe that's why he doesn't kill Casimir. Really it was, is it fair for me to remove an NPC you guys care about and you have no chance to save him? That wasn't true because you technically could have. Um, yes. And yeah, we totally just chose like to better. allow him and, to die. And you yep. chose to allow him to die, which is fine, by the way. Um, it's kind of an ass, but... Care is a
3: strong uh, word, I feel. <laughs>
5: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, so I knew that something bad was gonna happen to him but i wasn't sure if it was gonna be death or not for a, for a while and then i ultimately decided it was uh austin uh, let an artificer
0: view. survive an encounter with your campaign 2k24 challenge it's, it's <laughs> funny yeah, that things possible. have become
5: trends and i'm like am i just narrow in my ideas or are they themes <laughs>
0: at what point like, does a trend I become I a just, theme, I, you know
5: <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like what is it if is it's just a thing like i can't come up with any other ideas or am I like am i creating themes here i i don't know but yeah certainly mm-hmm. A, uh, artifice, certainly warf- uh, the mechanites being important was who kn- like, even when War was like, I want to play a Warforged and I was like, cool, they're called this. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of made them canon. We kind of made them canon
2: mm-hmm.
5: through our discussions. I did not know that this was going to be kind of a, a campaign a little bit about the story of the Mechanites. but like, there's a yeah. lot of them in yeah. this, more than any other player species. And their origins are not revealed but kind of talked about
2: mm-hmm. so
5: yeah. I, I thought that was interesting and the same with artificers like this is kind of a story about how artifice the new class also the new thing in somewhat in the the cosmos in the in the multiverse is changing things right none of this gets off the ground without egan mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his knowledge being stolen by the intellect devourer yeah yeah
0: uh, well, I think we've got time for one last regular question, and then we're going to jump on over to talking a little bit about campaign two. We're not going to do too much on that, but just to give you guys a little taste and answer a few of the most common questions we've seen. But this this last question from the chat here. Um, if Austin is our friendly neighborhood DM, what would the rest of y'all's epithets based on Marvel characters be? And related to that, uh, you, what kind of DMs are the rest of you? So give yourself a Marvel epithet. and uh...
1: Oh, hold on. I have to Google something. Yeah.
0: Okay.
5: yeah kinda... and Once
1: again,
0: I'm going to Google.
5: Uh, I'll answer, uh, not this question, but the, what do I have against Artificers? They're
4: fucking dangerous. That's why people keep killing them. <laughs> they, they have too much knowledge. Your ability to infuse everyday items with pure magic is, uh, I don't think people understand how you're, you're essentially marrying two different worlds. You're, you're making yeah. fantasy real for the everyday person. Or um, a revolution at, that I don't think everyone understands. Yeah, the and, at, and at its base, you get, you know, fun little wands that do little magic things and at the highest echelons we're breaking multiverses you know so that's what you're trying to that's essentially what we're harnessing Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: implications i did not think of when i said oh i'm playing the mechanic on the ship i don't know i'll be an artificer i guess (laughs) and it worked out great because now i get to explore all these things um just flashing my brain back through epithets of heroes and villains uh i'm expanding this to dc because i think it'd be very funny for to describe my dming style and also danny as the clown prince of crime uh because i <laughs> i do intend to make it everyone else's the problem detective. <laughs> no i don't pretend to be that smart um i think that my goal with dming is to do crimes have fun make little jokes see the uh call a cthulhu one-shot for a deeper explanation of why i might have selected this <laughs> mm-hmm. oh
4: man does that make me uh it, it kind of makes me the joker of dms not 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 in a in a weird uh the joker baby <laughs> yeah not in that way but in that like i have i know how the if i'm running a campaign i know how it starts i know how it ends i might have a couple of uh, points that I want to hit along the way, but for the most part, if you want to do something at my table, I'm I'm going to say yes. I guess Merc say, with okay. the mouth
0: would also work for Danny. Yes. Yeah, that's okay, okay, yeah there we go.
4: But it's All not right. it's not
3: Danny, it's a, it's no. us as DMs. Yeah.
1: Oh, is that is it, it specifically us as DMs? I think it's either I mean, or we can really. expand it, the it, uh, it, it, yeah. We're vamping. I mean it,
3: <laughs> feel free to for answer. For Virla for Virla it's shellhead. I I I that's Hell
0: yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: old palehead that's good
3: uh Voss, for me then, though without fear. i don't know i i've already established myself as distinctly not the friendly neighborhood dungeon master so <laughs> i i don't know what that means <laughs> beyond that
0: you could also make an argument for Virla being master of the mystic arts if you want to cop dr strange's bit <laughs> that's
3: true that's i don't approach. I okay wondering. that is that is true yeah yeah
5: I'm Have like totally gold- blanking on uh on like other titles now.
1: Apparently, people call Thor like Goldilocks eight. a lot, so they do.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, from Alan Moore's Miracle Man, Big Ben, the man with no time for crime. I'm gonna shorten that and say that my my DM name is the man with no time because the amount of <laughs> the amount of sessions that I had to kind of pull out of my ass and improv are too many to be admirable. <laughs>
5: I think that's uh, fine. That's okay. someone should be the DM without fear. I think that's a pretty mm, good steal yeah. from Daredevil. That's, a pretty, that's not
1: a bad one. Deadpool, the Crimson Comedian, which I'm dibsying for life. Hell yeah. There we go. Or Masked Menace, uh, there you go. if anyone of us wants the J.J. J. James Men- treatment. <laughs> Ooh, that's a
2: good one. That's
0: Once good again, J.K. Simmons has invaded every aspect of my life.
2: All right.
1: so I love it good. when characters have, like, individual characters have nicknames for people that nobody else ever calls mm-hmm. them. Like how Rachel Al Gould always calls him Detective. <laughs>
5: oh it's mm-hmm. great i love that so
1: good i have recently rewatched mm-hmm. all of batman beyond for reasons and uh the reveal of that one episode it's so fucking good anyway yeah having
4: little pet names for your, your friends is this one yeah or your nemesis, <laughs> as the case may be yeah. I, I use friends <laughs> very loosely here yes yeah.
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but all of this is to say i think there's a lot of epithets that could work depending on how we approached it um we are coming up on the end of the live stream and before we sign off <laughs> we do oh, wait, have
3: one more one more well... lobo the main man <laughs> that's just your name as <laughs> the dm oh, <laughs> oh, that's good oh, oh I, yeah. that. I do love okay. the main man
5: all um, right all right all right
2: but, but yeah
0: but we are coming up on the end of the, uh, of the live stream thank you guys so much for joining us uh we're going to talk a little bit now about campaign 2 which hey we're doing a campaign 2 when campaign 1 ends we're not disappearing Gas. forever rolling with difficulty will continue Um, But before I just talk about it forever, I believe Austin has a little something prepared to say on the subject.
5: Yes, so uh, I created a pitch for a pitch document for this campaign, Mm -hmm. and this includes some technical information about the campaign, but it also included some dramatic information. And so uh, I think I'll share that with you guys now. Is that what we're calling it? Dramatic? I think so. In character. All right. right. all right, Burke. here's how it is. I'm not sure what Burke you came from before, but this is Sigil. This is the cage, get it? It's not just the city you can't escape from, it's your problems. you're thinking you could just put your feet up and wait for law and order to solve them for you, well, <laughs> you better learn to get over disappointment real quick. Oh, sure, the factions kept order, once upon a time. Of course, that order was whatever they pleased, protecting them and theirs. The rest of us got snubbed, or worse. Steal. And God's help you, if you think the lady is going to lend a hand. If she's taking an interest in you, let's just say I hope you're not too attached to your skin. Here, if there's something wrong you think needs writing, Petter's got to take it on himself. Though, this is Sigil. If there are crowns to be made off of it, there are folks doing it. You really want this problem taken care of? I know some bloated can get the job done.
2: Yeah!
0: yeah. So that's our little teaser of sort of the theme we're working on. We're going to be doing a kind of Heroes for Hire inspired uh, return to the Adventure of the Week format, as it were. Um, Just some specs to answer some commonly answered questions. Again, we'll have a lot more materials coming out in the next couple months that give you info about our specific characters, the name of the campaign, the setting, Um, but uh, to answer a couple commonly seen questions that don't give away too, too much here. Uh, We are going to be playing D&D 5E again. Uh, The campaign will be set in Sigil. um, So we're sticking with our kind of Planescape dealio. Austin will once again be our lovely Dungeon Master. And the players who are here now will continue to be your players in the subsequent campaign. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's very exciting. I think maybe we could, if we want to give a little teaser, because I think we've all kind of locked this in. Do we want to say what class we're all playing for the next campaign?
2: Sure.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Noir, why don't you kick us off?
3: Huh. Well, I don't know if people know, but I I like bards a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I will be playing a bard, and I'm 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 going full bard.
1: Hell yeah! It'll
3: be great. I'm loving it. We're staying in our cage, and we're doing just <laughs> fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Red, how, how about you? you? But only for other people. Paladin. But, yep.
3: Ooh. Paladin A. Yeah.
1: I like to be able to actually take a couple of hits in combat <laughs> this time around, but I'm not so willing to get out of my comfort zone that I'm not going to be able to hit stuff.
4: Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to fit in a multi-class, but I'm definitely doing <laughs> a ranger for sure. I might sneak some cleric in there. Yeah, oh, uh,
0: and I am doing a bard rogue multi-class because oh, I played God. one class all of this campaign, and now yes! you have to deal with Let's it.
1: Let's go. We <laughs> oh. oh, bullets rogue. for people this campaign. <laughs>
3: Bard, we but we with... <laughs> get our rogue one campaign rogue,
1: too rogue, late rogue but... <laughs> and Bard at
0: once it's Sophia's two favorite classes together at last
2: yay
3: i'm really excited yeah. for this because like obviously like darting around the planescape is great but just being able yeah. to do like basically a case study in one area is, is going to be
5: really really cool yeah uh, i think very excited by the notion of doing a city mm-hmm. campaign uh mm-hmm. I've, I've really wanted to do a city campaign for a long mm-hmm. time and what oh, yeah. better city? You got to do it My in the city. The, the city of doors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The city of all cities. Like it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, expect a lot more a big apple of a dive into Sigil. Yeah. Um. Again, like I said, we're gonna be doing sort of a Heroes for Hire inspired deal, loosely inspired by the tone and vibe of detective shows and procedurals, but a, a, more of a adventures yes. on an odd job kind of deal. Because as we've talked about at length, it can be a little difficult to run a pure mystery in 5 Uh. So we'll be. Really exploring the city more than anything else, and uh, I think we're we're very, very excited to to oh, jump yeah, into this. Um yeah. fun. Oh,
5: yeah. Exploring who finds justice in a city where there is no Yes. There is no justice. Right? There like mm-hmm.
2: someone feels they've been wrong, <laughs>
5: there is no authority asking to go us? to. Are you the only asking authority Austin? is where is, is just Don't stop. Hey, stop.
0: Stop. It off. Jeremy Jordan isn't here. <laughs> oh, you can't God. conjure him by just quoting the Death Note musical. For the Stop it. It's copyright. It's copyright. No. <laughs> oh, man. You have to at least change the words.
1: We don't have to. Nah, we can just do whatever we want forever.
0: Uh, all bardcast. someone better be singing. <laughs> we'll see. Sing oh, God. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, that's, I think that's all we're going to, we're going to leave it at for now. Um, Again, there'll be more information in the coming months. And the intent right now is for this to come out in our, when our summer season usually would. So you will be getting a new campaign this year uh, after this one wraps up. Um, And over the next couple months, particularly after season five wraps, we'll be releasing information about characters, their art, their level, their names, their voices, uh, and all sorts of fun information about the setting and the campaign itself. So stay tuned. Uh, But thank you for everyone who's bearing with us. It's been so wonderful to see that there has been continued excitement for a new campaign. Uh, We hope that you enjoy this new story as much as we have enjoyed sharing this current story with you. And uh, yeah, I think for now the main goal is just focus on the end of season five and five more episodes, guys! Uh, So exciting! Uh, We're (laughs) totally fine! Um, uh, We are going to bring this to an end. One last question. Will the music be released anywhere else? Um, All of the music for this campaign is on my brother's soundcloud as he has done all of the composition for us and i think that's linked in all the show notes and i will harass him after the stream to make sure that it is appropriately updated with all of the tracks that are available but you can get all the music there um and as for housekeeping stuff this week there will be no episode as it's our week off but don't worry on friday the 16th there will be a episode six ready and waiting for you so hope you guys enjoy i think we all have to sign off and uh, yeah, thanks yep. for joining us.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Bye.